Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Tammy. I'm Will. Yay! <laughs> we never actually decided what order we were in, so no, I'm glad you guys I guess did that. I so jump in actually, somewhere. like we practiced it. <laughs> we just throw you in at deep end, Will, and expect you to be be able to, you know, to do what you do. Yeah. Will's a podcasting professional. I, I feel like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you couldn't figure good. out to say his name at some point. Maybe there are bigger issues. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of podcasting pros, we have some guests. Yeah. See, yeah, uh, we have the lovely Heath and the lovely Angela joining us. Do do, do we Welcome. say our names? But no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Kind of Hi, cool. I'm Heath. Hi, I'm Angela. <laughs> lovely Angela. <laughs> the Lovely, the lovely Angela and and Heath, and you are podcasting pros, and obviously you've been you've been on the show before, not for Punisher, but I think you were on for Defenders. Were you? I can't remember. Oh. Were you on for Iron Fist? Defenders. We were not Iron Fist. I know we were on for Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. if we were on for Defenders. I think we were. I think we were because I remember I think complaining we a lot. We were. We were. We were. Yes. <laughs> And we have our podcat, who we put a bell on, and we didn't realize that that might be a problem until right the second. I've recorded a podcast before where my cat has been eating a live bird and throwing it up on air. So do not worry about a bell. This is a thing that has happened on a previous podcast, isn't it, Tammy? Uh, yeah, yes. it was pretty disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> And so the house cat regurgitates the bird. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, well, she she ate it, uh, regurgitated it, I think, and then ate it again or something, Tammy. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I, well, you were That's trying weird. to chase her out because you wanted to clean it up. And, yeah, it was, it was a mess. I have some news for you guys. Oh, yeah? My fanfare. Uh, it's both about Luke Cage season two, which is exciting. Right. Um, yes. First part is uh, Annabelle Sciorra, 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 will play um, a character in season two of Luke Cage called Rosalie Carboni, Carboni, Rosalie Carboni, and she's described as a dangerous downtown criminal underworld power player with an eye and an agenda towards Harlem. Wow. Mm-hmm. So now, obviously, I want a crossover scene with her and and Dorothy, Trish's mum in it, because it'll be like a little reunion of the hand that rocks the cradle, and that would be awesome. Because <laughs> I love that wacky 90s thriller. <laughs> it's one that I've seen, Claire. Yay! <laughs> one of a, a rare five films in the world. Exactly. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in other news, apparently, this is according to comicbookmovies.com, uh, about a year ago, there was a user on Reddit Uh, And he posted a thread in which he provided a detailed account for the plot of the Defenders and the Punisher. Um, At the time, they weren't that that trustworthy, obviously, because loads of stuff gets posted on Reddit. Um, But uh, looking at it after those shows have aired, it's really accurate. So he has now posted some stuff about Luke Cage, too. So take this with a pinch of salt to see if it's uh, if it's true or not. Um, But he posted some details about it and said Luke Cage 2 has some of the best fight choreography since Daredevil Season 1. This season's villain, Bushmaster, that's the name, 
does an interesting mix of regular kickboxing mixed with some flashy capoeira moves. That nice. sounds fun. Um, and then in a mild spoiler, but I don't mind spoiling you because it sounds like it's it's something that might make us happy, is there is a great team-up episode with uh, Danny in Luke Cage 2. They even managed to rehabilitate Danny. He is way more relaxed and fun and not a whiny arsehole in this show. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. And, and they that say, is the opinion spoiler too. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Luke Cage season two is my new favorite out of all the shows. They do the villains uh, character arc perfectly and they change focus between the villains and they say Luke gets an interesting arc being tempted by power and angry about the fruitlessness of fighting crime. It's great. Oh, there we go. Nice. So I thought I'd give you guys that because, you know, it's kind of exciting that it's on its way in a few months. But does he say how tight Mike Coulter's shirts are going to be? Um, very tight, because that's the uh, only way Mike Coulter's shirt should be. I, I don't <laughs> think they can find a shirt to fit that body. Mm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I am curious. So you said that the character's name is going to be Rosalie Carbone or Carbone. Mm-hmm. Carbone I'm wondering... Yeah. With the Rosalie, if if the this is going to be the MCU extended version of the Rose, oh maybe, but that's more Daredevil. Yeah, yeah but it would still be within the Defender verse. That's true, but then the Rose in in the comics, guys, the Rose is uh, Richard Fisk's crime name, who is the son of Wilson Fisk and Vanessa Fisk. But well, they've only been together for a few years, and he's been in prison. Oh, yeah. That wouldn't work. Yeah. But they might. They'd have like... to, like, have, have a little clone baby that grows up fast. <laughs> well, you know, but you never know what these hospitals are up to. Making <laughs> super-powered people. Yeah, and... yeah. Okay. We can blame uh, IGH again. But just <laughs> yeah, like, no. a, like a connected criminal named Rosaline just makes me wonder, but probably not. I don't think she's from the comics. I will look into it a bit, a bit more, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know if she is. This week's episode, we're only covering one episode again, which is AKA Freak Accident. Oh, wait. Uh, did, this... you guys, did you say, um, did anyone watch the uh, Avengers oh, yeah. Infinity War trailer? Yes, Avengers Infinity War trailer. Good thinking, Tammy. That's why I keep you around. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be some reason. So <laughs> I, I've seen it, but only on mute. I haven't heard a thing from it. I have to watch yeah, it on the mute. The first time so... I watched it was on mute. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. It looks pretty. <laughs> you could spoil I'm probably gonna watch it tomorrow. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, did you ever see There's Black a... Panther? No, she hasn't. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> my my customer Amazing. who told me off last week was really angry with me yesterday. Um I'm, as yeah, he I'm was starting like, to get really angry. <laughs> I'm not getting he, said, he actually said, Oh, why do I even come here? I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, I don't, probably won't see it this week because I'm on holiday all this week, but maybe we'll see. <laughs> it has it's, apparently maybe uh, I'll see it for the finale. It's apparently held on to the box office here again. Um, it beat out uh, Tomb Raider came out, but Tomb Raider didn't top it. Yeah, amazing! It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, my customer yesterday did see Peter Rabbit yesterday, and he said it's um, uh, his his carer who was with him. Um, said that it was unusually violent for a children's film. <laughs> I don't know how it can be violent. It's a rabbit, but okay. 
Oh, it was violent. There what was, was it? Have lot. you seen it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Of course. <laughs> I I was the one that wanted to see Peter Rabbit. Josie and Dan did not care at all, but they went with me and enjoyed it uh, more than they thought. <laughs> so they would. But yes, Peter. Yeah, I would agree with that. That sentiment. It's. I'm probably not going to see it because James Corden. Yeah. <laughs> On the bright side, Donald Gleeson. Yay. <laughs> And I don't know who else is involved in it. Uh, but I will, I will, it's just I will... a cute little rabbit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my nephew only cares if Benjamin Bunny's in it, which is his favourite. Um, I will try and watch Black Panther this week, listeners. Please, you can nag me if you want. <laughs> I'm judging you. Mm. I know. I know you're not angry, you're just disappointed in me. Yeah. <laughs> I will I'm sad it. for you still. I'm just sad for you. <laughs> <laughs> I was even dancing to the soundtrack while I was cleaning the house yesterday, but I've not That's actually seen the soundtrack. Film. Really good. Um, right, so this week we are discussing AKA Freak Accident, episode two. This was written by Aida Mashaka Kroll and directed by Minky Spyro, which is the most awesome name I've ever heard. Minky it Spyro. Is. So cool. Uh, and this episode, our synopsis is Jessica sets to f- out to find Dr. Kozlov and makes a startling discovery. Trish recruits Malcolm for backup as she visits a figure from her past. Uh, yeah, that was icky. Uh, let's start with Jessica. And in the first scene, I've got a question which links in with our Easter eggs. In the Easter eggs on Den of Geek, it says that this is Josie's, but I didn't think it was. I was asking if it was Josie's. It looks like, is like Josie's, Josie's or just a random bar. I thought it was a random bar. I don't know. Yeah. I've actually I've been in Josie's and I couldn't tell, so I don't know. But that wasn't Josie serving her. No, but I sort of felt like like Matt and Foggy were going to be in the corner talking about like stressful things. Or Foggy was just going to be in the corner weeping, going, Matt is dead. <laughs> that actually would be kind of cool, though, if it is Josie's. You know, because she is still mourning that loss, like, of Matt. Yeah. And for her to kind of, like, to think that she might kind of hang out in that neighborhood every once in a while. Or walk, to, you well, know, she's in Hell's Kitchen anyway. Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. but she, we never have seen her in that bar before, you know, so mm. I don't know. Mm, it would be, but it, it would, would be, be cool kind of sad. <laughs> no, no, I I couldn't tell like from watching yeah. it if it was or if it wasn't. I mean, we we should have you know the way we could tell is if Turk got thrown through the window, which is still something <laughs> I need to see out in these shows. Um, but yeah, so she gets these little flashbacks to the end of the last ep and smashes the glass, um, and then we get this conversation between Jessica and Griffin. What do you guys think of Griffin? <laughs> I'm and suspicious. I don't trust him. He's British. Of course you don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is that. Yeah. He seems too good. Mm-hmm. He seems like, too boring. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it, and I guess we've seen this before. Like, we thought, uh, oh, what's his face that shows up in this episode? Um, Trisha's other boyfriend. Well. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, we thought he was a good guy, and then... At last season, then you know he went all nuts, and so I'm um, maybe we're programmed to think that, like, oh, he seems like he's going to be kind of okay. He must be evil. <laughs> well, I was I was thinking the Punisher, and I'm like, I don't know. Billy was cute, and he this guy's cute, and I'm like, 
Billy was bad, and this guy's probably bad. <laughs> He's going to do a Billy. Yeah. We're going to have lots of sex scenes involving him, Tammy. Oh, I guess. <laughs> it just seems like they have like a really established relationship for someone that we've never seen before. I mean, Jessica Jones season two was so long ago. I mean, season one, sorry. Yeah. You know, it was a long time ago. And obviously, they didn't bring him up in um, Defenders because we didn't really delve into Trisha's love life. So but I think they could have been Trish going out like, for a few years. I guess, but Trish, looking at the relationship she had with Will, like, I feel like they got together pretty quick and, like, kind yeah. of yeah. fell for each other pretty quick. Yeah. So she just might be, like, one of those people that, you know, just, like, dives into a relationship and... You know, that's it. Although you would think yeah. after Will, she would be a little more careful. Yeah. Could yeah. we tell, um, could we tell, like, what Griffin was? Like, I know he's supposed to, obviously famous because, like, reporters and stuff, but mm-hmm. is he an actor or He's a reporter. Or? Oh, okay. He's like a reporter and he does, like, really oh. daredevil, no pun intended type things, like going to, you know, I- a bit of a, a Bear grills, but not a survival thing, you know? Yeah. Okay. I thought you guys we were don't interviewing him on yeah, the news. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I get it. Now. No. 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 He's he's a reporter because that's why he jokes with Trish about um, stealing the story potentially. Okay. Um, when she says about the story, uh, sorry. I'm so just they probably met thing. through work. So. Oh yeah, definitely. Like it's not that suspicious, but just narratively, like he seems like he's set up as this sort of boring, nice guy. He's mm-hmm. going to have a tattoo for an evil organization soon. Yeah. Oh, he's going to have a Hydra tattoo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want Hydra in, in, in the TV series as well. Yeah, that'd be fun. Because then we might get, like, Coulson turn up trying to recruit the defenders, and that'd be awesome. Like one of those yellow beekeeper suits from AIM. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's going to slip um, up. Leaving, so he's like, oh, I love when you, Jessica's Hell's leaving, who, Griffin? Griffin, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she's like, what did you say? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had nothing. Uh, as Jessica's leaving, this man uh, says she has a nice butt. Yeah. And then what And then what happens? I knew exactly what was about to happen. <laughs> 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 I called it. <laughs> he was very confident. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, go, Jessica. You're feeling stressed. But, you know, she's doing... But this, this upsets me. She's doing her and Luke's signature move, which is, um, you know, from behind. That's her and Luke's move. <laughs> that season just one. might be Jessica's move. <laughs> she might, it might be, yeah. Just might be her thing. But it's making me think of her and Luke, and then it's making me sad. Aww. See, then maybe that's... Like, maybe she's missing Luke and was just trying to close her eyes and think of Luke. Maybe, because yeah. then when he spoke, it wasn't what he said. It was the fact that when he spoke, he, he wasn't Luke. So <laughs> he's like, oh, no, I... you're this skinny little white dude. Uh, you're not Luke. Uh, go away. <laughs> I, oh, so I, I, I thought it, it was, like, he, he said you're a freak. Yeah. Meaning, no, I think it was like, what he said. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. I get it now. Because we're getting I... to the whole thing in this episode of, like, her being a, a monster to catch a monster, and she's a freak and this kind of thing. A super freak. Yeah. She's super freaky. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and Trish doesn't Danny? want to take her home to mother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it it all fits. uh, It it just concerned me because Trish brought this up last week about her, like, having sex, but not in a healthy way. Like, she's using it just as an escape, much like her drinking. Mm -hmm. And so it's normally this would be like, oh, okay, this is, you know, she's, like you're saying, she's just getting her stress out. But I think she's, this is not healthy. This is not a, to me, this was not a good scene. I did not like seeing no. her this way. Yeah. yeah just, it's, it's not healthy. Cause honestly, this guy should have been shoved in the face, like just a big healthy shove in his face. The way he like spoke to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was not a compliment. That was just a gross dude. Like saying her ass was nice. And it was just, yeah, like, exactly. And instead she just took him in the bathroom, which ew bathroom. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah, and that, that, bathroom, that bathroom is gross. <laughs> yeah, I did notice like, uh, uh, the gross bathroom um, in, mixed in with the graffiti. Somebody yeah. had written in purple ink, purple haze. Yes. So clearly a reference to the purple man is going to come back. That's it. That's going to be I, it. I actually um, uh, t- uh, tweeted uh, Lauren Weeks, who was the production designer on um, several of the shows, and asked him about that and said, I uh, asked him if, if he worked on this show um but it was another team so i don't actually know who it was uh, that that worked on it but that must be relevant that they wrote purple haze i thought that was really cool i'm just saying the bathroom graffiti was a lot nicer than like bathroom graffiti i usually see where, where are <laughs> like, you going it's like i like to think angela's like judging going to different restrooms and put writing Yelp. 10 out of 10. Uh, or yeah. writing like yeah. 10 yeah. out of 10 yeah. could do better. Hey, for a little okay. while at the university I was working at, then in like various women's restrooms, there was one person who was doing these beautiful drawings of Disney princesses, like <laughs> nice. giant drawings. And they were gorgeous. And then in, they in got the, destroyed. Um, Sad. The, the bookshop I used to work in, in the, the stall in the men's toilets, I got called in there once because I was one of the supervisors. And it was because someone had drawn on the wall um, in pencil and shaded it in colored pencils, a window looking out onto this beautiful garden <laughs> in the toilet. And then about three weeks later, I got called back into the toilet. And then on the other side of the stall, there was like something else by the same artist, like this window and we were like, well, we're going to leave them. They're, they're awesome. And then, like, a few weeks after that, they were just gone. And we were oh, like, what? what? Yeah. That's so weird. You're British in your gardens. I know. Painting <laughs> them on bathroom stalls. <laughs> gardens everywhere. It sounds like a uh, YouTube channel just go around <laughs> uh, filming bathroom graffiti. <laughs> I, I like Get on that wheel. The uh, what's the one you always see? The oh wait, Scotty, don't beam me up. I'm on the tour, and then that like the ink. Oh yeah. Goes yeah. <laughs> if you go to the uh, there's a um a cafe in Edinburgh, uh, I think it's maybe called the Red Elephant. It's the something elephant, and it's the cafe where J.K. Rowling spent a lot of time writing Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Um, oh, sorry, the Sorcerer's Stone. And if you go in the toilet in there, on the back of the door is loads of messages to her. Of people saying, I love Harry Potter so much. Thank you so much. Shake around. And I was like, do you think she's going to go in there and sit on the loo and read all these messages? <laughs> Very weird. It's kind of like qu- quite cute that everyone's written these messages because they've all gone there because, you know, that's where she wrote the books. But, you know. 
She might it's... be visiting other restrooms now. <laughs> yes, old plated <laughs> ones. Um, so Jessica's phone rings and Malcolm tells her that he's tracked the lease on the building um, to Dr. Miklau Koslev. And then he finds Trish's file on Koslev and looks for an address. And he says he needs to work. He's happy to work. He needs to work. Otherwise, he gets into trouble. It's an addict thing. Which made me so sad. Yeah. It makes sense, though. Is he going to therapy or, like, support group or something? Um, oh, well, the cat knows. (laughs) (laughs) She's very worried. Um, I don't think we ever find that out. Like, honestly, thinking about it, I don't know. Um, yeah. But it's kind of true. Like, you know, he's he's yeah. done that as... I like that you get kind of hints at this because with his... Because obviously he was an addict um, mm-hmm. with, his, with him and Trish because he, uh, you know, has kind of swapped it for something else. He's like addicted to... You know, he's not addicted to working, but he does that to keep busy. Um, or he's got the weights in his in his room we see later. So presumably he does a lot of fitness stuff to keep busy. And then we see that he's on some kind of dating website, you know, so maybe he's doing that to keep it, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a good real life touch. It's not uh, a season arc thing, you know, oh, I, do, I was doing the drugs and then it's never an issue again ever in your whole life. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess Trish, um, we get her mention about being a, uh, an addict in this episode when she says about being sober for 10 yeah. years and you know she's very driven anyway like chasing stories for the the talk show so you know maybe that's her thing um so yeah I like it I like that they didn't just forget about it you know and have him become just Jessica's little sidekick and he's just doing stuff to help Jessica or Trish because you know for the greater good it's you know it's for a, a selfish reason as well or, yeah. you know, a self-centered reason it's to help him with his recovery. I like that. I think that's that's quite good. He's um, also hot. He is hot. Like, oh. He's really hot this season. <laughs> well, this is what we were saying, because you never yeah. really, like, every time you saw him in season one, and he was all, like, um, you know, taking drugs and looking a mess. And then you see him in this season, you're, you're like, whoo, Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> you hot. <laughs> um. So then we, uh, this is the point as well where we see his, uh, his little teaser, the app's called Teaser, I think. And it goes off. I don't think that's a real app, is it? I'm assuming it's like a Tinder type thing. Yeah. And there's someone yeah. called Annette on there contacting him. And he's like, he looks a bit uncomfortable. See, I was wondering, like, was she hitting him up for a fling or was she a drug hookup? That's what mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah, that's oh. what I at first. Yeah. I thought she was his girlfriend or something. Because the first time I saw it, I didn't notice it was an app. I thought she was just texting him. So I was like, oh, Malcolm's got a girlfriend. Oh, cute. Um, no, yeah. I thought because of how uncomfortable he looked that it was a drug thing. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I thought it was more like, well, I should still be working. But I mean, <laughs> sounds like she's ready to go. So <laughs> <laughs> she like has more really priorities. Nice tattoos we see later. Her tattoos are really nice. Yes, they are. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> I guess uh, Jessica's back in the suburbs uh, Next time we see her We just talked about Malcolm by the way And it's not even Malcolm's part but never mind He's He only has a little bit in this episode on his own um, Jessica's back in the suburbs And she jumps over the gate To Kozlov's house oh. and Which here I wrote in my notes Veronica Mars the vampire slayer Yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Like that when she was doing the, the voiceover is very very very, very Veronica Veronica Mars, yeah. And then jumping yeah. over the fence is very yeah. Buffy. That's how you know Angel is a vampire. He jumps over fences sometimes. <laughs> I thought it was because he knows Kung Fu. Oh, They're yeah. vampires. <laughs> so I was watching this um, scene with Rebecca, because obviously we see it's a Jewish funeral, um, which I think she says called a... I don't know much about sort of Jewish customs. I think she says it's called a Shiva. Yeah. And she was talking about it because she's Jewish, and she was saying it's actually... Like, it was pretty accurate the way they filmed it, like, with all the mirrors covered and uh, what everyone was wearing and that kind of thing. So I thought that was quite a cool detail that, you know, the um, I guess the writer, yeah, yeah, and the writer did her um, her research for this. Uh, but this is kind of like a, a thing you usually see in comedies, don't you, where someone's, like, turns up to talk to someone and they walk in a funeral or something. Yeah. Or maybe it's not. I'm just thinking of like. And then, and then I was like, you know, like, uh, and then I was going to say, drag me to hell, and I was like, that's not really a comedy though. That's not horrible. <laughs> oh, that so, I don't know what. Drag me to hell. <laughs> Alan shows up and he's doing drugs, and it's a whole big thing. <laughs> um, we get that flashback to Jessica's uh, family's funeral where she didn't cry and Dorothy was chastising her. And to me, that kind of uh, was a nice little touch because it was like, yeah, she has really not dealt with her family's death yet. Well, but also, like, it foreshadows, like, the mom being, again, or reminds us that the mom is super controlling because you don't tell people how to grieve. Yeah, yeah. You don't tell people whether crying is normal or not because some people just don't or some people don't do it in public or mm-hmm. like it's very yeah. personal yeah, I have many feelings just about takes this time. I mean it's just like I mean <laughs> granted yes we know Jessica's not dealt with it but sometimes it just takes a while sometimes and, it's shock and she was missing yeah. for 20 days I mean, it's yeah like, she was in the hospital and then yeah. recovering and yeah. also had weird experiments on her Oh, what? They, like, come out with Deadpool. they did yeah. wait a long yeah. time for the funeral. Day. Yeah. Yeah. And, like it would have just well, been they... like a ceremony because there wouldn't have been a mm-hmm. casket. They yeah. were cremated. Saying that, um, I mean, my uh, I mentioned my nan last week. It's six weeks uh, um, between when she passed away and her funeral mm-hmm. for like certain reasons. So that's a long time as well. So I guess 20 days is not yeah. that long, I guess. Yeah. Um, here when she walked into the fu- to the funeral, I put, well, at least she's wearing black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, I also have a note here. So, she's like, been doing Action Jessica and then she's been binge drinking and then banging jerks in random bathroom stalls and she must smell horrible. That leather jacket <laughs> oh, must yeah. always smell because she yeah. often wears it over a vest top. So, you're sweating right into that thing and it's leather oh, and you're yeah. Who's sweating? She better not be. (laughs) Also, if you uh, if you wonder about that leather jacket, guys, maybe we'll uh, get a little origin story for it in this season. Uh She just like has like so much Febreze and like every day. (laughs) Actually, you can do that with vodka, and then yes, you can. So there, (laughs) she 
she cleans her clothes with the vodka that she doesn't drink and then drinks the rest. That's economical. Yes. Uh, Then we meet Isaiah. Isaiah, yep. And he's talking about um, that he and a few other injured soldiers were treated by uh, Dr. Kozlov uh, free of charge. And obviously we know it's because he wanted to, I guess, experiment on them like he did with uh, with, uh, Simpson. So the next time we see Jessica, I think, is when um, she's crept into the uh, the office after when the man starts reading the uh, Kaddish, Kaddish, and she goes into the office and is like looking through everything. And this is when we get the the photo of because it's going to show up in this episode or in the show, even though they put him in the credits two weeks in a row before he appears. <laughs> this kind of confirms it. Why do you do that shows? Why? Leave it as a nice surprise. No surprise. Um, and then she yeah. gets into but an this guy. He's a bit badass. Just <laughs> yeah, I was like, is this yeah. wheelchair guy going to take this down Jessica? Like, yeah, I thought that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, obviously, we know she can take him at any point, but I mean, and then the other guy walks in and he's beating up this guy without any legs. It's like, <laughs> oh my word. And that's when we learn about Simpson that he he killed Kozlov apparently because Kozlov tried to rehabilitate him, but uh, Simpson stole some drugs and then he disappeared. I like to think that the guy who just walked in just sort of rolled his eyes and was like Gentiles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so Jessica finally washes her hair, Heath. So she is going to wash. Good, good. I was worried. She probably smells like she's taken the leather jacket off. So she's airing that out. Uh, you know. Um, Spritz with, with vodka, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's checking her phone. There's no answer from Trish. And then she sees Philip's ashes in the bag on the desk because Malcolm put them there. Oh. Yeah. Such a little sweetheart. And like that's, that's a the friend the right there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna like sweep up your brother's ashes. Yeah, he's a keeper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then she sort of starts to try and find out the connection between Will or Simpson and uh, the Wizard. In my in my notes, he's just the Wizard. The, yeah, and is the Wizard. And then she goes to go to his his uh, flat, but uh, there's a knock on the door, and Detective Sunday and Detective Costa arrive. Uh, what do you think like of these guys? They look like they're two detectives out of like an '80s cop show. <laughs> <laughs> they look like they're from another time. I sort of <laughs> felt like they should be like telling Mulder and Scully to leave their small town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's nothing to see there. <laughs> I like I just... that Costa is kind of amused by Jessica <laughs> by her snark. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She got one in. I on think him. he's a bit scared of Sunday. He's a bit like, oh, yeah, maybe not. Maybe I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think characters because they have very distinctive names. I have no idea. It's not on Den of Geek Easter eggs, so I'm gonna say they're made up for this. Okay. I just saw the name Costa and got very sad because I that was such good coffee compared to Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not That's have Costa coffee. anymore? No, they're, they're, uh, as far as I know, there aren't any in the States. Oh. Yeah, well, there's not around here, at least. 
the best Alabama hot chocolate is not exactly around the here is. <laughs> well, if you ever come to UK, you have to go to Beanberry because they make their hot chocolate out of actual melted chocolate. And it's amazing. What? Yeah. Awesome. It's so good. It's also called yeah. Beanberry. That's adorable. <laughs> yeah. And they're super, they're, they are, they're pretty expensive and they're, they're pretty hipsterish and, you know, like. I feel like uh, Beanberry is like an expensive kind of backpack or something. <laughs> is is Beanberry the the waitros of coffee places? Yeah, but I think it's, it might be a one off. I don't know if it's a chain or not, but there's one opposite my work, so I can I can run in there and buy yummy hot chocolate. Yum yum yum. Uh, so Jessica takes uh, Sunday and Costa down to Oscar's apartment and asks him to tell them what he saw of the incident and say that. Uh, he saw her, but he says, no, I didn't see you there. What are you talking about? Bag. So we talked about what we think of Griffin's motives. What do you guys think of Oscar? I just call him hot building manager. <laughs> <laughs> I it seems am... As soon as he found out she was a superhero last week, he's not very happy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to think that everything is part of a big conspiracy, but he was putting in light bulbs, which seems like a really great place to put a surveillance device. So mm. I don't know, but no, probably not. I, I kind of buy his story that, yeah, he just, he's, he's bigoted against super people and doesn't want her getting in the way of his custody battle. I can buy that for now. Yeah. Because yeah. she does bring trouble and she's brought the cops to his door, you know, and if his ex presumably saw that, she might be like, uh, why is he having police go to him? So, I guess. Anyway. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't I, like I, that he lied. What do you think, Tammy? Exactly. I'm with Will. I don't like that he lied. I was like, that's a douchebag move. That's terrible. Mm. Oh, it is. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't like superheroes because he's actually a supervillain. Ooh. And he is secretly Stiltman. The supervillain that yes. his power is he has giant stilts and he robs banks that are all on the so, 10th floor. Okay, so we're just but... going to walk in and he's going to be like changing light bulbs using his stilts because he yeah. lost his ladder and he's like, oh no, man. Yeah. He's like, oh, I, I forgot my ladder. Oh, you caught man. me. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, so then next best. time he's. Oh, sorry. So oh, no, it's okay, go on. I think they'll be best buddies by the end of the season, though. They'll have a drink You think together. so? She's, There's a she's bit of sexual tension sex between them later. Yeah. No, see, yeah. They're, they're going to have sex in episode four. That's my prediction. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to write I that think down. That she's, she's going to save his kid or something, and then he'll be like, oh, I guess I was wrong about super people. <laughs> I guess we should have sex now. That'll be episode four. <laughs> and that'll be the end of the custody battle. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, I learned something and today, then guys. Jessica will adopt his son because she's so motherly. <laughs> Jessica will go so and put the um, mother, and then I, <laughs> this episode has really changed the whole show. <laughs> So because I did it in shorthand, I've written, and I've just realized what I've written because of Oscar and Jessica, I wrote, uh, Angela pred predicts OJ sex in episode four. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to have something to mix with all the vodka. Take, take that as you will. So then in the next scene, we get to the wizard's apartment and we meet 
sort of, we see his tail. We meet Emil. Yes. Can, can we talk about Jessica's life decisions? Uh, uh, I, Emil, the mongoose, has a pretty sweet setup in this flat. Yeah. He does. Yeah. I know he gets to run through those tubes and everything. So, in the original comic, yeah. Wizard got his uh, super speed uh, by being injected by mongoose blood. <laughs> it was From a, a different time. called Emil. <laughs> So but yeah, weird. life decisions. Yeah, so Jessica is like already a quasi-suspect in this guy's death. So she's yep. going to, you know, show up at his apartment. Um, now, she has on gloves, but they're fingerless gloves. <laughs> and she's touching all of the things. I, I can't help but think that she's maybe not making the best life decisions here. Yeah, she's she's really not. Like, yeah. Gloves, Jessica. Gloves. Learn, learn what Mulder should have learned long ago in Exiles. <laughs> I mean, the, the fingerless gloves are, are hot in like a 90s gothy sort of way, but they're just not practical for what she's up to, is what no. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But how's she going to, like, scroll through his laptop, like a <laughs> little mouse pad with gloves on? Like, they've got the gloves with the finger pads that don't yeah. work really well, so you have to, like, <laughs> keep trying and... What about the gloves that are fingerless, but they have like a little pouch that you flip over and then it turns into a mitten to keep your hands Yes. Warm. We need Jessica and mittens. Yeah. Aww. Jessica gets some mittens. These are all these photos of the wizard and Emil. It's so cute. Aww. <laughs> this obsession with mong- mongooses. Even got a little mongoose sticker on his laptop. Oh, <laughs> I love that he's like, I'm totally normal. The mongoose thing may be a thing, but I'm normal. <laughs> yeah, and, and it makes sense then that, like, I guess they're well, uh, he didn't get his powers from mongooses in this, but his whole speed being adre- adrenaline driven totally makes sense because you know, mongooses when they're fighting cobras and all that. Yeah. Is it mongoose? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Mongoosei. Mongoosei. Yeah, okay. Um, we find out, because she sees this video, so we find out that it, in his, on his 18th birthday he was in an accident, and that's, that's why they took him to the hospital to experiment on him, but he feels like the speed is killing him. Uh, I guess, like, maybe wearing him out or something, but he he also says like he senses like darkness in him or something, um, and then Jessica hears the police and sets a meal on them and jumps out the window. <laughs> and we hear a meal. <laughs> that was cute. I'm often perplexed. I wanted her to adopt a meal and have him as a little sidekick. Yes. yes. Oh, that would be awesome. I'm perplexed though when people within Marvel universe uh, universes quote with great power there must come great. In this case, with mental illness. But yeah, so, you know, Spider-Man as a comic book doesn't exist in the Marvel Universe, and yet people are always quoting it as though everyone should catch the reference. How does that even work? Maybe yeah, there was a comic we... like uh, Bugman. <laughs> <laughs> well, Spider-Man I, I exists in this universe. Yeah, yeah but the comic this doesn't. is the same universe. No, yeah, he does, but, but like the comic doesn't, and so like yeah, the, the catchphrase can't be a thing. How does that? Yeah, 
But Spider-Man himself could use the catchphrase, and people could have heard that. And he does have a YouTube channel. <laughs> okay. So Peter, his YouTube channel is like, and remember, guys, with great power must come great responsibility. He would See totally do that. He would totally do that. <laughs> he got the idea from the Captain America videos. I was going to, yes. that's what I was going to say. I was like, if Captain America can have his school videos, I'm sure that Spider-Man can do whatever he'd like. It's canon now. It's canon. I know I'm overthinking We also it. get a, uh, a reference or a play on the Spidey sense later. So presumably that's something he's also saying on his YouTube channel. He's like, aha, my Spidey sense is tingling. Goodbye, viewers, or something. Yeah. I was actually going to ask you about that because the line that Griffin says is, my balls are tingling. And is that yes. a thing? I was going to ask you if I don't know, I don't have balls. Why are you asking me, Angela? <laughs> I was going to ask you if that was a British thing. Uh, Is that I, a state I, anywhere? We're British. We don't tend to talk about our balls a lot. You know, we're very reserved. Oh, no, I, <laughs> yeah, we call them bollocks. I have no idea. I've never heard this before. But it would be, oh, we bollocks are tingling. That's, we that's, don't say balls. That's Riffin's secret. Kozlov kidnapped him and did weird surgeries that give his balls psychic powers. It's not spidey sense. It's, um, it's ball tingling. Pretty sense. He's the ball tingler. That's his superhero. He's, his name is Testy Man. Oh. Such a weird line. For him. Like in, oh, it's so strange. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, when he said that, I, I think I did a double take at the screen. I was like, you, you what? What? <laughs> oh, so weird. Um, so, later on, Oscar is fixing the light bulb in the hole. Or is he? Uh-uh-uh. Just, I mean, they are really zooming in. Now, I, I, let me be, Angela and I have only watched the first two episodes. But, like, they linger on those lights just a lot in a way that makes me think that should be significant beyond he's the repair guy. I don't know. Okay. Maybe. Maybe he's changing them to like infrared lights or something to uh, do something. I don't know. Or maybe she's he's changing them all to like Alexa lights. I was just about to say that. It's <laughs> all <laughs> Alexa lights. Like Alexa What's turn, they on, turn on Oh. He's a really lazy super. <laughs> he's like <laughs> He's just, just like, gonna yeah, and then I won't have to turn the mono off ever again. <laughs> um, but Jessica is not happy that uh, he lied to the police, and he's not happy that she brought cops to his door. And he uh, he tells her, uh, just stay away from me and my son. And I wrote in brackets, and this isn't a spoiler or not, but it, from the tension, oh, they're going to bang, because... <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Well, the way yeah. Jessica's like you, 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 you stay away, stay whatever. Away <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a jerk, um, jerk, jerk. You're a jerk. <laughs> I guess he doesn't have a problem uh, with her running a business out of her room. Uh, yeah, not at all. <laughs> I can't help but think that's not that uncommon in New York. Like, it, it may be a thing that people sort of wink at. Well, from the uh, the last episode of X-Files that me and Tammy covered, there was a guy who was a landlord in New York, and his tenants were running a organ harvesting franchise or something, weren't yeah, they, Tammy? Yeah, they were, they were and he was, vampires. 
or something. Yeah. And he hadn't like, seen them in seven years. The whole yeah, time he, he was just there. like, eh. Yeah. He really was like, away from yeah. I can't help was, that the, there would be zoning issues with that. Like, private yeah. detective is different from organ harvesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> But can you get a transplant for psychic testicles? Because I've heard those are really useful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they tingle. <laughs> now I just have a vision of someone, sorry, someone getting some donated and they like swap their eyeballs for them oh. so they can see psychic stuff. And you just have a little pair of testicle eyes. Sorry. Oh. I was just thinking, I'm imagining sorry. a comic panel with someone's balls tingling, how they'd have to draw the lines to show the balls. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the, the wavy lines yeah. that are coming from the pants. Our hero's balls oh. are tingling. There must be evil afoot. <laughs> when Griffin is revealed to be a supervillain from the comics, um, I will tell you which comic you can find that in, that exact image. <laughs> or not. Uh, so Jessica is watching the Wizards video and she sees that he shared his videos on Trish's website and then Jessica calls Trish and says, oh, it's you, Trish. You are the connection. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Did you guys guess that already? Or was you sort of shocked? I don't know. I thought it was either Trish or Will. Yeah. Like, mm. we, we were geared toward, you know, Will was stalking Trish, which still not cool. Um, and... But maybe the thing was stalking Will. Yeah, yeah. I was. I really wasn't quite that invested in the mystery at that point. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I, I felt like they were a bit convoluted with the, how the plot flowed in this episode, and I was, yeah, like, <laughs> oh, okay, so that that's a thing now. Yeah, and considering <laughs> like it's the second episode, and it's just like, oh, Trish is the thing that connects the the you know the killings or whatever. I'm like, well then Trish mm-hmm. probably isn't really the thing that's connecting everything. Cause that, <laughs> that seemed to come out real fast for, for any show. Like that mystery was solved way too quickly. Now we're going to find out it's Trish who's doing all of it. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so is that it for Jessica or no, 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 no. It's not. I mean, the end fight. Well, oh, yeah, that's everybody though. I'm going to say about the mystery as well, that, yeah, um, we get that, uh, the whole thing about, you know, is Will the killer or is he protecting Trish? And they ask that in the same episode the episode they resolve it in, which I yeah. thought was a bit of a shame. I thought we could have had that last longer, mainly because I want more, more Will travel on the show, but, you know. Um, but I know what you mean about them kind of resolving stuff and it's a bit like, oh, okay, you couldn't have had the mystery a bit longer. Yeah, so that just leads me to believe that that's not the actual mystery. Like, these are just small things that are going to lead up to something bigger. Okay. Communism is a red herring. Jessica storms into Trisha's apartment, and Griffin's there. And uh, this is when Jessica finds out that Trish is seeing Dorothy again. Um, and she finds, she sees the certificates of, uh, the death certificates for her family and some photos of the crash and mm. promises to call Griffin if she finds Trish. And I think there's, yeah, a few more, one more scene with, uh, Jessica only, which is the one with Dorothy where she breaks in, cause she rings Dorothy first 
and uh, and refuses to say where um, where Trish is. And then um, she oh, makes yeah. a great comment to Jessica yeah. where she says, well, Jessica's like, what are you doing or whatever? And she's like, I'm living in the present. When she, but, her ringtone yeah. is the Patsy ringtone and she's got a big oh, Patsy yeah. poster on the wall. And she's watching Patsy. Yeah. She's watching Patsy. Yeah, exactly. It was just she's like, sitting oh, alone yeah. in her apartment watching old shows of her daughter. It's oh. creepy. But also mm-hmm. one of the posters was uh, done in, or was one of the old comics. The Hellcat. Yeah. Or it's yes. Patsy Walker. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It was, it's uh yeah, it's um the exact same font and everything from the, mm-hmm. the Patsy comics when the Patsy comics were like an Archie comic. Yep. Uh rather before she was Hellcat. Um and then Jessica breaks into Dorothy's. Dorothy says that she trusted that Trish trusted Dorothy and not Jessica, and she's trying to be the hero that Jessica will never be. And um Jessica has done nothing but hurt her, and then Dorothy gives her the address. And I think after we see that, it's um, everything with uh, with Trish, so we can cover that in a minute. I really like when shows have, like, despicable characters that you don't like them and they're wrong and they're bad, but at the same time, when they're saying stuff to the heroes, they're not necessarily wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she was, you know, putting her spin on things, but the things that she says to Jessica that Jessica needs to live in the present and that she does hurt people around her with the things that she does and that she's not doing the things that she could do to help people. That's mm-hmm. not all wrong. Yeah. It's kind of like in Buffy when the mayor was giving real talk to Buffy and Angel about their relationship. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's so evil. He's also kind of right. But man, that guy. Yeah. It's uh, similar to some things as well that, um, like Jerry says, um, I'm trying to think of when, like, Iron Fist, I know she said some stuff that was sort of spot on, but she is kind of a despicable person in a lot of things she does. She screws people over all the time. Um, she was indirectly responsible, you know, for her, her wife's death. Um, mm. You know, in uh, all those kind of things. Um, but I like it as well. I love Dorothy. I think Rebecca De Mornay is so entertaining as Dorothy, mm-hmm. even though you're just like, oh, you're the worst. Such an evil mom. Yeah, um, should we actually talk about getting her door busted open? <laughs> <laughs> what about my door? Yeah, you can afford a new door. Uh, should we talk about Jerry next? Actually, we'll save Trish. Yeah, uh, for last. <laughs> oh, Jerry and her excellent life decisions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jerry. This was like from a completely different episode. It was, very, yeah, it's very strange. I I have, and I, I, I'm not going to spoil anything for you guys. I've read a lot of reviews of a lot of people saying the Jerry stuff in every episode is the worst stuff. Um, so I don't know what you think about this, because I, I think I think Carrie Ann Moss is excellent as Jerry. I think she's really, really good, and she plays this character that is really layered. She's unlikable, but you do feel bad for her as well. Um, but yeah, her stuff doesn't really fit in with everything else that's going on in this episode. I was okay with that. I thought her stuff was mm-hmm. super interesting. I I, yeah. I liked her stuff in this episode as well. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I think it was uh, it was actually a little more interesting than what the rest of the episode was about. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I can see where yes, it did. The two well, it could have been from two different shows, but yeah. 
her stuff, like the way she's just dealing with whatever she learned at the doctor. The non-specific really, fatal illness. Yeah. It's cancer. Come on, guys. You have, it's you cancer. Have like there's no <laughs> you've got a you've got pneumonia oh no uh but yeah the way she's uh you have bone spurs yeah (laughs) i would love for it to be like something so non-fatal and like not a big deal (laughs) strip throat Hookers and blow. That's the only. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about hookers and blow, because uh, <laughs> Carrie Ann Moss doing a pretty sexy little striptease there. I'm not gonna lie. Kind of hot in this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it went on yeah. a bit long, it, but it yeah, go on a long time, but yeah. I love that we got that though, not just because well, it was hot, yeah. but as an older, <laughs> an older actress in the episode, mm. but so confident in her in her body. When, you know, like, you've got all these younger actresses in it, but, like, they had her do that. Because she is someone who's very confident and um, sexually active, you know. And I love that they gave that to the, to uh, to Carrie Ann Moss and they had that as part of Jerry's character, you know? Yeah. Do you think actual prostitutes say want a party? Like, I see that in, on TV really shows, so. but... Because... It was sort of like a pretty woman moment. Yeah. Like, Leaning over the car, and those those were also characters that looked like they were from the eighties as well. Yeah, <laughs> yes. they were the same. They were in the same episode of a cop show that those two cops were in from earlier. <laughs> this like the first black woman on um, Jessica Jones, and she's oh, like Sunday. a cocaine prostitute. No, oh, Sunday was black. Okay. Oh yeah, the the. Oh. Pe- Oh yeah. Okay, good. But but they're from the same '80s cop show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was there anyone in season one? Hmm. I was trying to think. Um, wasn't there the woman that Luke was sleeping with? Well, there was Reva. Yeah. Who was in the in the flashbacks, but wasn't Luke sleeping with another woman at one point? And Jessica was watching. Oh, yeah, that's right, because she was cheating on her husband with Luke. And didn't um um what's her name um uh Reyes. Reyes, um, uh, at one point was in it, wasn't she? The district attorney. Was her name Reyes? Oh, I don't know if her name was Reyes, but yeah, I yeah. I thought she, I don't remember. Not as definitely not as lead characters anyway. Yeah, main characters. <laughs> I wouldn't consider this prostitute a lead character though. I. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. They're gonna get no, their own okay. spinoff. It's gonna be awesome. They Although they did have a nice little humanizing moment where they were talking about like their kids and their yeah. like life and mm-hmm. eating pizza or my babies are my pizza. life or whatever yeah. she says. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're people, they're not just to be found at the beginning of Law and Order episodes dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um when do we see Jerry again? Oh, it's when uh Price arrives at the door with his arm in a yeah. sling. Right, what do you guys think about Price? We're talking about the three new men in the in the show, Angela and and Heath. I hate him. <laughs> He's a yeah. jerk. He's pretty though. I I feel like it's mainly just going to be a unneeded complication in Jessica's life that's going to resolve itself by the end of the season, and I don't really see the point of him right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
I wish when they said that there was going to be like in the episode, I can't remember if I said this last week, when they said there was going to be a, uh, a Jessica coming up against a rival PI, I was really hoping it was a PI from the comics because you have like Howard uh, the Duck. Howard yes. the Duck. <laughs> I'm thinking. I was thinking more like Dakota North or um, Angela Del Toro or someone like that. But um, obviously, Howard the Duck. We know he's in the Marvel universe, and that would definitely change things in Jessica Jones. Um, if it was Howard the Duck, and uh, yeah, that would be awesome. Voiced by Seth Green, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, that would be great. Um, Price is ready to file a complaint against Jessica. Jerry says she'll deal with it. Um, and then she throws the women out after paying them. And she starts to clear up, but she gasps and spills the wine and starts to cry. And I felt really bad for her. Yeah. 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 I also like, felt honestly, bad. Like, go ahead. Sorry. I also <laughs> felt bad when Jerry said, get out. The They all kind of got up and started getting ready without saying a word. It made me think that they probably have that happen to them a lot where the customer yeah. just kind of regrets mm-hmm. what they're doing and says, like, get out. Yeah. yeah. Mad at themselves and so put it on them. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt bad for Jerry with her cancer. Yeah. <laughs> her strep throat. <laughs> with her mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, her eczema. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah. mild eczema. With her ingrown toenail. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the movie version of Phantom of the Opera. He takes off the mask and, oh no, he has slight eczema on his cheek. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come on. Oh, that film. Oh. You've got like the stage show and his brain is showing, you know, out of his <laughs> skull. And then Gerard Butler's like, oh, yeah, takes his mask off and he's like, oh yeah, I've got a bit of an itch. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I have to tell you about something I saw recently. I saw um I saw three quarters of a film adaptation of Ben Hur, the new version. Uh, it's on Netflix. So I thought, oh, I'll watch that, and I got about three quarters of the way through, and I couldn't watch anymore because it was terrible. Oh. Um, but there was a bit that really made me laugh, <laughs> where um, uh, Toby Kebbell's character goes away to like the the war. I don't know what war to be a Roman soldier or something, and he comes back to the girl that he wants to marry, and he's got like a scar that runs slightly across his cheek and then it's like a little tiny nick out of his ear and he's saying to her i know i've changed I, you, must look at me. You, you must look at me and think i'm a monster and i laughed so hard I my pants. it was hilarious he had the tiniest scar ever i've ever seen in my he life he's himself like, shaving yes and he's like oh I, i'm horrific don't look at me i'm a monster it would have been and awesome if she would have been like yep can't see you anymore bye <laughs> i told my mum about it and we just keep joking about it now there was something we watched the other day and um this guy has got like he in a soap opera he got acid thrown in his face but his scarring is actually really mild because they obviously want the actor to still look good looking. And I was watching this episode with my mum when I was around there for dinner and she just went, don't look at me. <laughs> and we laughed for about 10 minutes because it's so silly. It's so silly. Anyway, sorry, you guys reminded me of that. Um, also, speaking of scars, um, Jerry's scar has gone from her cheek. 
that's vanished that she had in Defenders and in Jessica Jones season one. It's gone. Maybe Maybe. she had, like, uh, surgery. Maybe. Maybe that's what the doctor told her. (laughs) (laughs) Can't do any more cosmetic surgery. We we could only remove 98% of your scar. No! No! Cookery blow time. That's that's what that means. (laughs) Still, yeah, dude, like, interrupted. Like, don't we all take a personal day and get some hookers and cocaine? I mean, yeah. I I hated that he just showed up to her place. I'm like, who are you that you're just going to show up to somebody's fucking house? Like, oh, he, I, I don't, I do not like Mr. I take no for an answer. How rapey of you. Yes. (laughs) Creep. He is a creep. Uh, Let's talk about Trish. Uh, Trish. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Every time I see Trish, I think of that stupid scene in season one where evil David Tennant sees her and he's like, it's Patsy. And it was so, <laughs> so funny. Oh, I want to, I want to talk about stuff so much and I can't and it's killing me right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's some good stuff coming up. Uh, Trish is sitting in the restaurant with Griffin and uh, feels on edge because she, you know, feels like she's being watched, which we know she is. And uh, Dorothy arrives in a crazy blouse, Tammy. Did you notice his blouse? I noticed it and it's your fault. <laughs> oh, well, you're welcome. <laughs> I don't know if I noticed it and I can't pull it up right now. So <laughs> Crazy. It was a, a thousand different colors. It was insane. Um Trish and Griffin are looking at apartments, so looking to move in. And we find out Trish needs current details for Max. Um, and we don't know who Max is at this point, but Dorothy guesses it's for Jessica, as he is a major donor at Metro General. Um, and then Dorothy does what mums do and says, the, to- the clock is ticking, you need to get a man to propose and you need to have babies. Yep. Which, you know, not that but I've had experience with that at all. She has a good job. Like, Doesn't oh. matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Never I, enough. I wish it mattered. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Claire, are you really not going to let Ethan have any nephew, have any cousins? Claire, is he really not going to have any cousins? No, no, he's not, mother. Sorry. <laughs> Thank Unless you for you making You're me talking about so this cat right here. Such a horrible aunt. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When oh. Everybody found out I was gay. I stopped getting um, those questions. Just <laughs> <laughs> good. Oh, I it didn't help me when I I came out as bisexual. Will. <laughs> oh. I just got. Well, you know, no, you can adopt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. It's, it's different when you have ovaries. Will. Yeah. yeah. Um. I tell you what, me and Will should just get married. We'll have a kid. We'll adopt a kid. And then everyone's happy. Yes. Yeah, just ship them between Portland and England. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no, Will, you have to raise the child. Sorry, that's in the... I don't want to raise the child. (laughs) That's how it is. It's okay. (laughs) Claire's like, yeah, that's how it is, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Trish sees the message from Jessica um, know that she's back in touch with Dorothy and 
this is at this point is this when we see Will for the first time watching from the car and huffing his inhaler, his aspirin inhaler, and his eyes go normal and his pupils dilate, and then we see he's got a machine gun. Oh no! And uh, Will Travel, who plays Will Simpson, posted a photo from the back. So it's him sitting in the car, and there's just like four members of crew behind him in the back seats, and it's just so weird. <laughs> so Looking like they're about to the drop it out. I have to try and find it and post it. <laughs> Pretty funny. We will talk about uh, a scene with Malcolm as well now, just because while we're going through the episode, because we uh, we're not going to do Malcolm separately. But when he's in the bed with the lady with the nice tattoos, um, and Trish asks him for help, there is an octopus print on his wall. Did you guys notice that? No, no. I was too. Busy. Well, I just want to mention. <laughs> I just want to mention that one of the upcoming episodes. Of of the series is called the octopus. Ooh. Yes. Turns out he has tentacles. I've been waiting for Doctor Octopus to yeah. show up, and <laughs> Malcolm is Doctor Octopus. Yes, it's canon. It all goes it's a bit strange. Now. Also, yep. the lady with the nice tattoos is a sequel uh, to the girl with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I wondered if the, the kanji tattoo on her back, well, Rebecca and I both wondered if it meant anything and it was going to be like a little Easter egg, but I don't think we found out what it meant. And it's not important anyway. So is this supposed to be Jessica rubbing off on Malcolm or is he just dating? <laughs> no, he was rubbing off on the lady with the nice tattoos. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. That was didn't didn't mean to go blue. It's all right, we've already been talking about itching testicles and all sorts. <laughs> tingling testicles, tingling testicles, not itching. That's what Jerry has. Sorry, solve your That's tingling testicles. Gold bond medicated powder. Uh, hookers and blue. Uh, <laughs> so the only thing that cures you. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what the doctor prescribed. <laughs> well, yeah, that wasn't your choice. <laughs> no. Oh, man. So Malcolm meets Trish at the studios and is glad to help. And he says he's Trish, he's, to say he's Trish's PA and he's wearing her gym card because no one's going to look at the card. And Trish sees Max talking to a young actress and then she asks him to talk in private in his trailer. But she's got her arms crossed, so we know she's uncomfortable. Uh, did you guys have any theories about what this was all going to be about at this point? Oh, I knew. Yeah. Like, it was fairly obvious. Given... Yeah. She said, you're going to hear some yeah. stuff about me I don't want to talk about. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And the way Jessica has no patience yeah. for douchebags. I'm really wondering, though, mm -hmm. like, was exploring this this season always the plan? Or does the Me Too movement and the Harvey Weinstein things... Um, did that play a part in their decision to go this route? Like, it, it's like the perfect time for this storyline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I think it's probably something they would always have wanted to explore because it does uh, tie in with Trisha's Trisha's past that she was yeah. someone who was always taken advantage of in in show business. Um, and we see that and... a lot with child stars. Yeah, and the show is a lot about abuse anyway. Like, Jessica True. was abused, Trish was abused, um, Malcolm was abused by Kilgrave as well, Simpson was abused, you know, like... Um, so I think it would have tied in, but maybe they up 
you know, not upped it, but they, I, I don't know, made it more of a talking point because of the Me Too movement. And Maybe. so they focused on it. I don't know. I've, I've not read anything about it. There is an interview with um, Rachel Taylor and Kristen Ritter about season two that I really want to listen to. It's like half an hour long, but I haven't had a chance yet to listen to it. Got to watch Black Panther first. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, so while Trish is in the trailer, Max offers her a vodka Diet Coke, which is her drink, drink of choice. Uh, I can't speak. Which is her drink of choice from when she was 15, which is like... Uh. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is when she says she's been sober for 10 years and she needs access to the files at Metro General for a story on a woman missing for 20 days. And Malcolm's obviously filming, and this is when she blackmails him and says she'll go public about their relationship when she was 15 and he was 40. And he's Ew. being all gross about it. He oh, was the real victim. Saying, oh, yeah. That's so horrible. And then he also knows exactly how to hurt her as well. Well, first of all, she gives him 48 hours uh, to give her the files or to give her the access. And then he knows how to hurt her. And we said this l- last week as well, where Trish has always felt... You know, she's not strong enough. Like she said, she's not strong enough to open the door. And he tells her here, she'll always be what she, um, she'll always feel like what she always is or something like that, which is utterly goddamn ordinary. And it ties in with what Dorothy was saying about how Trish wants to be the hero that Jessica won't be. She wants to be Hellcat. She does. Just let her be Hellcat. Skin outfits. (laughs) And possibly yep. go to hell. I'm real fuzzy on like, <laughs> the mythos. Me too. She needs to dye her hair red again and, yeah, get a blue and yellow outfit to wear. Um, so Max heads to the car and an angry Malcolm goes to threaten him to admit the truth. And Max assumes that Malcolm is a car thief. And so uh, Malcolm breaks Max's <laughs> nose. It's like, yay, Malcolm. Well, he did the dude thing. But that was specifically why she brought uh, Malcolm instead of bringing Jessica. Yeah. Like, she didn't really want Max to get punched because then he could turn around and be vindictive and not do what Mm -hmm. she wanted him to do. And then Malcolm just did the dude thing anyway. And that really annoys me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, if Malcolm punches Max, then Max he breaks Max's nose. If Jessica punches Max, then she breaks Max. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So but still, if, I felt like know. I felt like he was going over Trish's head mm-hmm. when Trish was feeling unempowered. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I have weird feelings about that kind of thing. Like you can't. And he doesn't go and find Trish to see how she is, or if she. I don't know. Yeah, it just goes. That would be, you know, more appropriate, I think. And do they wait on the set until it's completely abandoned? Like, how fast does it? Uh, how long does it take for a movie set to get abandoned like that? Like, you think like, people no will still be putting things up and? <laughs> yeah, they're like working all night to prepare shots for the next day. Yeah, but it's like no one's there. <laughs> Not even. I thought security. this would have made more sense if it wasn't on the studio lot still, if Trish had gone somewhere else. Because it's not like you then have, um, but you have to have it at the studio lot for Jessica to be able to find her because of Dorothy's directions. Yeah. Is the problem. 
So, yeah, it's a bit of a, a plot hole, I guess. But maybe Malcolm punched Max because he cares about Trish. Mm-hmm. Wink, 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 wink. Yeah, still not necessarily the right way to handle things, but sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, when, like she had articulated what she needed from him, but instead he yeah. fell punchy. Yeah, yeah. Be a better he, ally, he, Malcolm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I mean, Trish is investigating this stuff without Jessica's consent. Ooh, that's true. Yeah, true. Yeah. In fact, Jessica specifically told her, don't do this. Oh, well, last and, week she was a terrible friend. Like, the yeah. way she handled everything with Jessica. But too And seriously, right. Trish it's suddenly a... decides, I'm not going to answer my phone for anyone? Or check yeah. my messages? She's having a cry. Yeah, she does it, like, two it's or three gonna... times in the episode. Like, when she was talking to her mom, she was like, well, I'm not going to answer, and then I'm going to do the next thing without calling back. Mm-hmm. Trish makes a lot of bad decisions <laughs> about stuff because she obviously wants to prove herself, but the problem is she's not, she needs to speak to Jessica as well because at this point Jessica's trying to warn Trish that someone's out to kill her, which we think they are at this point. Yeah, like modern shows and movies have the issue of, well, how do you create all the drama of people not knowing what's going on when there's cell phones and you could just tell each other. So apparently their solution is just nobody's going to answer their phones anymore. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is actually how things are nowadays. I have friends yeah. who just don't do that anymore. They just Everybody only communicate through text. But if someone calls me, I think that someone's dying. Like... Yeah. If I get me a too. phone call, like one time one of my friends called me or asked me to call her and I was like, oh no, what's going on? Let me walk out here away from other people and try to support her. She just couldn't find her phone. I got <laughs> so mad at her. <laughs> well, I also have a, a lot of my sister ringing me quite early in the morning. Well, early for me, mm-hmm. like at 7 a.m. Um, oh. Because she's up, obviously, because of her nephew. And just thinks, oh, yeah, Claire will be up getting ready for work. And I'm like, no, I get up at 8.30. So, of course, if the phone rings and I'm asleep and I hear it ringing in what is to me the middle of the night, I'm like, oh, you know, like yeah. something bad's happened. Yeah. yeah I, I and then she's usually just like, I just want to chat. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I pretty much only pick up my phone for my parents and my grandmother like i don't answer the phone if anyone else calls you could leave me you a ignore dan and, and josie me. well dan yeah. doesn't call me he will text me <laughs> josie does not call me she texts me like there's yeah nobody in my life is calling me except for my mother and my brother for some weird reason i'm like why don't why are you calling me text me like a normal human being <laughs> don't yeah don't call me so i don't it's only my even, sister and my parents as well yeah, so, like, even when my brother tries to call me, like, if I'm at work, like, I'm not, even even though I'm not doing anything, I'm like, I'm not answering the phone. You need to be texting me. What's wrong with you? I don't like talking on the phone. Yeah, so. my mom <laughs> likes to call at 5 a.m. my time, but I guess it's 8 o'clock uh, her time, which oh, is still oh, too no. early. So I just don't, I don't answer any time of the day when she calls. <laughs> if, she, <laughs> if she texts me, I'll respond right away, but if she calls, I just 
don't answer, which is bad, but yeah. a bad sign. So that's why I guess for me, like Trish not answering her phone, I'm like, yeah, yeah she's probably like, why are these weirdos calling me? <laughs> why didn't Jessica just text her? Hey, FYI, someone is after you. Call me immediately. Like, yeah, why didn't you send her a text? don't realize that people, like, it's normal just to text people now. Like, calling is a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I feel like you have to have the tension of her not knowing. Then Sherlock, like, uh, prefers texting and that's supposed to make him weird. But no, that's just normal. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. Oh, man. Um, So when Trish gets the gun out and sees Will and shoots him in the leg, (laughs) which is like, (laughs) calm down, Trish. Um, (laughs) He doesn't doesn't really react. Support that. Yeah, because like he almost killed her several yeah. times yeah, last exactly. season, <laughs> and he, he does approach her like a creeper. You know, he does. Like, he could have, I don't know, done anything before this to <laughs> rather than following her like a creep. Maybe he and then write a nice or letter. creeping up on her in a hoodie. Yeah, write a nice letter. Write a text. That it's all about texting. Come on. Yeah. Dear Trish, you know. okay now, but someone's out to get you, and I'm protecting you like a creep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But instead, he she shoots him, and instead of him then explaining what's happening, he then approaches her like a creep. Yeah. And then we get that slam to black to make us think that he's a bad guy. That he's or a he's, creep you know, the killer. he's a creep. Well, he is a creep. He is a creep. <laughs> yeah, it's a the little bit of a creep by Radiohead was written there. about him. He's that kind of a creep. Huh? It's what? Manufactured drama. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so next time we see Trish is obviously when we see Jessica as well. And Jessica finds Trish's car at the studio and then finds her bag and follows the little trail of blood leading to stage 12. And Trish has tied Simpson up. Like, <laughs> I don't like know, I just found this really bed. weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure you can escape that. Okay. And they're arguing. And even here, like, Trish is trying to take control of the situation. You know, she's like, I've got everything under control. And then, obviously, Jessica does take control of it. So you're seeing, like, a recurring thing here, you know, where Trish wants to to be the hero. Yeah. Uh, and Will says that he's he doesn't lose control now because he's got his little inhaler. And it makes him stronger. It's like my asthma inhaler. My asthma inhaler makes me stronger because it means I can breathe. So I'm basically Simpson. Yes. Yay. Oh. Uh, and he wants to protect Trish. Uh, he was locked in the IGH clinic. Um, someone else experimented on um, the wizard. It wasn't um, It wasn't Kozlov. And that person sent someone to kill Trish. And Will is sorry for what he is. He knows that he's a monster and a murderer. Uh, thoughts? <laughs> Tammy's like, yep. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I, I mean, he said it all. Like that's it. <laughs> I, he he is a mo- he is a monster and a murderer. Even though yeah. he's better now, like he's still taking some kind of medication to. I would assume, like, it's not just to make him stronger. It's probably to just help him in his day to day life survive. Mm-hmm. And you, who knows what that medication is and those drugs are actually doing to him. Like he probably doesn't even know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She should, she should still Uh, fear him. 
He is not a safe person. No, definitely not. Um, I, uh, as I said in season one of, Je- of Jessica Jones, obviously, Will and Tammy, you weren't um, talking about the show with us then, but I know you both guessed it. I, like, Will is, like, I remember when we were watching it, as a character, we were just all like, oh, oh, he's, oh, like, so annoyed with him and stuff. But I think he's really interesting. <laughs> and I, I like the way the actor plays him. Um, I really wish he stuck around for longer because... You know, it looks like, and I'm not going to spoil it, but I kind of just have, we uh, aren't going to see him anymore. Yeah. Because yeah. I actually find him kind of an interesting character. Um, like his and, and Trish's relationship, you know, that they had. And uh, I don't know, I feel like there could have been more potential here. It's really, I, I, I think him coming on the show and then dying so quickly, I'm like, I mean, obviously, there's a bigger plan there, but it's really bizarre. I, I found it to be so odd. I think it's the the old kind of trope of you have a, a monster. What's scarier than a monster? A monster that can kill that monster. Yeah. I yeah. Know. To show who the real big bad must be, then, yeah. Yeah. I, maybe I just couldn't take him as being some scary monster because he had an inhaler. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I just was not frightened. I mean, I don't know. I, I wasn't too happy with him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, how she didn't catch him before with him, like, just inhaling all over the place. I don't know. I can do inhaler sound effects. You ready? Ready? <laughs> Go ahead. That was my inhaler. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting right next Nothing. to me. They were also using him for the, and it's almost a, we're only two episodes in, and yeah, the metaphor is getting ham-fisted, but, you know, when he says, I know that I'm a monster and a murderer, then Jessica looks at him and is like, sometimes I feel that way too. Mm. It's like, okay, we get the theme. You don't have to keep on with this. We get that you Jessica it's, feels it's like. it's ham-fisted, but it's yeah. not iron-fisted, Heath. <laughs> yeah, Thank the Harry Fist is, is a really third-rate superhero. <laughs> I can hit you as hard as a ham. It's like a uh-huh. ham, uh, side character. <laughs> or like, like a tick supervillain. Yes. Well, we see whoever the killer is, and I'm going to, until we find out more about this person, I'm going to refer to this person as the killer. Oh, so I, because we don't we don't know who it is. Kangaroo. A kangaroo. It's killer <laughs> kangaroo. Yeah. Uh, so, it's killer yeah. kangaroo. Distant relation of killer croc from Batman. Um, it's and it's, it's Batroc the Leaper. Ah, well, Batroc the Leaper was already defeated in the Captain America movie. Yeah. But but he jumped. I was just making a stupid joke. And Voltroc the Leaper was uh, played. Um, uh, during that scene, I think uh, Captain America was played by Chris Brewster, who also plays Daredevil. Oh. It all comes full circle, like a beautiful tapestry tabby. Oh. Um, what if Will is not dead? What if he's still alive because he's taking his inhaler? He can survive with a neck that's, his head that's gone all the way round, like um, <laughs> so Meryl Streep in, uh, in um, Death that Becomes film. Her. What's that film called? Death yeah. Becomes Her, yeah. What about that? We didn't see that he was dead. We didn't. We, he might have blinked after the camera cut. <laughs> I had no doubts that he was dead. 
<laughs> I'm not going to lie, guys. He's dead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's a shame. I think it's, yeah. I Yeah. I actually messaged um, Will Travel and said, oh, I'm really pleased to see you back in the opening credits for the first episode when I was watching it. And then about an hour later, I messaged him and went, well, for one episode anyway. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that was the episode, guys. Anything else to add that you noticed? Any theories on who this monster is, this killer? I I would have guessed that I just haven't met him yet. I mean... And I'm unfamiliar mm-hmm. with uh, the comics. I mean, I I read the first run of Jessica Jones, but it's nothing. Jessica's brother. No. Oh, <laughs> I didn't have any. Well, it's funny you say that because I feel like he is going to be, and I don't know, like if it. I kind of assumed that it would be an original character as well, but um, as far as his power set, we know that he's super strong. And he did a jumping and he hovered and flew, which Jessica is supposed to be able to do. She's just bad at it. Um, And so I feel like he's going to be the Jessica 2.0. Like he's going to be the one with the power set. Like he's going to have her power set, but better working and like 110% of what she has so that he can be like the the dark version of her. Um, because, you know, she's seeing herself as a monster, but then if she sees a true monster, like how bad she could be with those powers, then maybe she'll help feel better. I sent a mm-hmm. picture of the kangaroo. I love so. the kangaroo. I've never seen this character before, but it's amazing. Oh, it is a, uh, I think it's one of the D-list characters that... Um, uh, right there with Stiltman. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the kind of person who would show up in, like, superior foes of Spider-Man. I love that he's just holding a soda as well, looking annoyed. Yeah, I sent, like, a Spider-Man cover that's... Nice. <laughs> Spider-Man is like, oh, the sky is leaping. Like, yes, <laughs> oh, my only weakness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah, the coming of the kangaroo. Oh, yeah, I recognize that um, cover. Mm-hmm. But now that you've said that, Will, yeah, what if her brother, like, she has ashes. What if her brother didn't die? What if they did crazy surgeries and experiments on him and just disappeared him and it literally is her brother? That's, I. you know what? I like your theory. I'm going with it now. Yes. That I'm, he's, I'm he's not going to. Soldier. Yeah, he's crazy Bob Jones. Um, Bob Jones? <laughs> whatever. Her, I don't know what her brother's name was. Philip. Philip, yeah. Hip, hip. I'm thinking Brother Phil has been twisted <laughs> and tortured into a monster. Yep. That's so sad. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to spoil anything for you guys. Um, um, half, half, Rebecca... the theme, half the theme is her dealing with her past, and so if she has to literally mm-hmm. fight her past, then yeah, it's, it's kind of too perfect to ignore. Rebecca and I were... Um, well, watching this episode mainly because it kind of gives us a, the look of whoever the, the killer is. And in the next maybe few episodes, I can't remember how many because they all sort of blend into one because I watched them together. We were doing a lot of like wacky theories back and forth, like ridiculous <laughs> theories, joking about them. And I actually ended up guessing correctly. Oh, no. <laughs> That's all I'll say, which I nearly fell off my chair at. 
<laughs> nah, I think we all got it. What I'm going to say. Uh, let's do some Easter eggs, guys. Sounds good. So there's not that many. Um, For two weeks These early, are all then. from... Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, bit bit low on Easter eggs this week. Uh, these are from Den of Geek. Uh, Den of Geek says it is Josie's bar, but I don't know if it is or not. I'm not sure. But there is a uh, Game of Thrones pinball machine in the background. So that was cute. I don't know why. I just like that. Hmm. Um, the And then the only other ones I have is the Patsy Walker poster on display is the logo from Pat, Marvel's old Patsy Walker comics from when she was an Archie-style Teen romance humor comic. And yep. the last one I have is the purple haze graffiti in the cubicle. And that's it. Not that many. I think, like, we caught most of those, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There oh, really I did there was one. Qu- this I did have one question that I didn't cover in the um, notes when we were talking about it. But when Jess is at the bar at the beginning and she calls Trish then Griffin says that it's 4 a.m. And I'm yeah. am I being just really country here and saying, like, when is this bar's last call? Why is it open at 4 a.m.? <laughs> and still Josie's has uh, business. lock-ins. Yeah. I mean, like, our bars here, our last call is 3 a.m. Yeah. So, That's maybe. 2 a.m. Yeah, here, but, you know, New York never sleeps right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe Josie, the one thing. Open that late. <laughs> Josie's a maverick. I mean, she's got to have Josie's open at all times so the criminals <laughs> of Hell's Kitchen can do their dodgy dealings. And Josie hasn't slept in 10 years. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, she's yeah, a that was Android. Like a she's a life thing. model decoy. She doesn't need sleep. Uh, right, well, it's time for quotes now, guys. Uh, Heath, Heath, and or Angela, you can go first. Um. Oh well, I've already did one, but yeah, with great power comes great mental illness. I liked that, even though it it threw me into an existential quandary about the nature of the MCU. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Uh, do you have any, Angela? Um. Not really. I just really like the moment when, um, oh yeah, yeah, the, the how shitty must you feel line. Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> when she throws it back at them, that was when Costa kind of laughed. Yeah, that was great. Uh, William. Let's see, two of mine have already been taken, but I still have (laughs) the Jessica voiceover. Simpson was right. It takes a monster to stop a monster. He just wasn't the right monster. Mm. Maybe I'm the right monster. (laughs) I'll be your monster. (laughs) Over explaining the premise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a little over explained. Tammy Tam, Tamalama Ding Dong Tams. Uh, I said I wouldn't hit a guy in a wheelchair, but you're not in a wheelchair now. (laughs) 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 What are your Tam Jams this week, Tammy? No Tam Jams this week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, when, sorry, when uh, she's on the phone with Griffin and Griffin is like, you're not back in jail, are you? And she just does this epic eye roll. (laughs) 
I had uh, there's one point where Jessica swears and she says mother goddamn shit and that just really made <laughs> that was the other <laughs> one I had <laughs> she's just making I love that I haven't got many for this episode oh there's the bit where I can't remember what Dorothy was talking about where doesn't she say like the bears at your door or something to Trish and then Trish is like don't you mean wolves and she says wolves bears red ants whatever it's a flexible metaphor <laughs> yeah I have any more. Oh, I did have one more, but does anyone else want to go first? No. Mm. Uh, well, I did have one, which was the mention of the episode title, which was um, uh, when they say about what killed Kozlov, they say it was a car crash, a freak accident, which was the title. And then the only other one I have was actually is actually a Griffin quote, which is, your mother's a riot, and by riot I mean soul-crushing python, but she spat you out, so I got a lover. <laughs> like I say that one. Yeah. And you, and you already uh, right. said the. Now you it's already time said the, to um... rate this episode. Oh, um, no, Sorry, no, it's I think, okay. oh, I think our delay has gotten longer. But no, you had already said the living in the present, hun. You should try it sometime. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's uh, actually let's do feedback first. Uh, instead, we've got one email from JD. Does anyone want to read it? It's quite short. I don't have it pulled up. Sure. I can put it, I'll put it in Skype for you, Will, and okay. you can read it in your dulcet, beautiful tones. Okay. Oh, there it is. <laughs> hey, guys. So happy to... <laughs> oh, it disappeared. I don't know this new Skype that well. It was oh, there, and it disappeared. Uh, you have to, for me, I had to press this like little arrow in uh, the top. Left okay. corner. There, yeah. <laughs> there <it is. laughs> hey, <guys>. <laughs> <laughs> so happy to see you guys back again and to have Jessica back drinking, snarking, and kicking ass once more. I'm going to keep this brief because I've watched all 13 episodes already and want to avoid accidentally spoiling any plot. It's all Method Man all the time. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> You wish, you wish, Tammy, you wish. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the actual villain, the villain is Method Man. How amazing would that be? Oh, he's the killer. Oh, how'd yeah. you guess that, Claire? Um, <laughs> um, I said it was a wacky theory. <laughs> <laughs> However, I do recall that it was around this point in the season that I came up with a theory that I figured I'd share with the rest of the class. So far this season, we've seen Jessica driven into a rage that nearly killed a Price Chang. Trish being frustrated with where she is in life. Trish's mom and Jessica getting into each other's faces. Jerry going into self, a self-destructive bender. And even Malcolm punches out a guy. Admittedly, that dude was a gross waste of human space and deserved way worse. And last season dealt a lot with Jessica's reluctance, reluctance to get involved with Killmonger... JD, you've seen Black Black Panther too many times. <laughs> um, <laughs> denial, anger. These are the first two parts of the five stages of grief. I'm just saying, if in season three Jessica is super depressed or more than normal, I think we can guess the rest of the pattern. Well, I don't want to say whether or not anger is a major theme for the reason season two, nor that definitely what melissa rosenberg and the rest of the writers are intentionally going for but if that is the case and we get a tight five season arc for jessica i think it could be absolutely brilliant 
and then he says, or maybe I'm overthinking it. Excelsior. Okay. Thanks, JD. That's quite a cool theory. I, you know, that would be quite cool if it's, uh, it's all about her dealing with her grief. I don't even, I can't even think what the other, the other parts of the stages of grief are. There's bargaining, isn't there? That's one. Mm-hmm. Acceptance. Uh, yeah, acceptance. Uh, Anger, bargaining, acceptance, denial, and then oh, yeah, that's the, and then depression, but not depression. Yes. It's uh, sadness, or I, I don't know. Yeah, but denial, obviously acceptance sadness. in that last season will be Jessica getting a full fledged costume and flying around this, you know, New York, <laughs> fighting yes. crime with the Avengers. Yay! That'd be awesome. Cool. Thanks, JD. That was uh, that was great. Thanks for that. And please send us feedback next week as well with any other theories you uh, you have at at certain points of the series. I want to know who you thought the killer was. Let us know. Okay, now it's time to rate the episode. So, Angela, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Uh, I mean, this episode was just so like disjointed. Like, I enjoyed bits of it, but then there were some things that annoyed me. Um, So, I guess I would give it, like, a 6 out of 10 uh, kangaroo hops. Because it's the kangaroo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey. Yeah, um, as as the spouse goes, so goes I. But no, I... So, we, we were watching this, and, like... Usually I am so engaged with these episodes, but this one, there were just too many plot threads and they were like, here, we're going to give you 5% of seven different plots. And it just, I couldn't really get engaged in it like I usually did. So mm-hmm. like, I feel like if I were binge watching the season and I could just sit there and watch it from beginning to end, I might not have minded so much, but because I'm doing, um, I stopped there so that we could do this episode. I was like, yeah, but what's going on? And so, yeah, that that's what annoyed me about it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm at about a, a 6.5 um, uh, graffitied bathroom stalls. <laughs> uh, Will? Uh, I, I like the episode. I like that Jessica is moving forward in her investigation and not just, you know, being in denial or avoiding uh, facing her past. Uh, I liked Malcolm being involved with someone besides Jessica, like you know, helping Trish out on her uh, her investigation, her thing. And even though it seems like he, you know, Jessica's rubbing off on him a little too much, I <laughs> kind of hope he reins things <laughs> back in. And I did enjoy Jerry's storyline, even though it did seem like it was kind of its own separate thing. So I'll give it. Uh, eight out of ten uh, runaway mongies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tammy. Uh, yeah, I watched this like last week, so I didn't remember a lot of it, um, which was unfortunate because then that tells me, you know what, maybe it wasn't as good as I initially thought it was, because um, <laughs> it seemed apparently a little forgetful, for forgettable. I'm forgetful. Uh, So it was okay. I do remember the Jerry stuff. I remember like 
seeing how interesting that storyline was and that I remembered that a lot more than all of the just Gentrish stuff. Um, so I'm, I would like to think that changes and I, there's a lot of guys, like a lot of men in this season that I don't like. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping that, you know, besides Malcolm, I'm hoping there's some, some positive male characters and they're not just all evil. Cause right now, God, they're terrible. All of them are terrible. Uh, so I give this episode seven and a half out of 10 exorcist head turns. <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul Simpson. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, and I, yeah, I definitely didn't enjoy it as much as last week's episode. I, uh, thinking about what happened in this episode before I watched it, I always try and remember like, oh yeah, this is the episode when this happened. I could remember going to, uh, going to the wizard's apartment and I could remember, um, Simpson at the end, but I couldn't remember anything else that happened. I can remember Jerry's little striptease dance. I couldn't remember anything else that happened. I thought the stuff with Trish and Malcolm um, going to see that guy actually happened later. So I was surprised that was episode two. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, there's, I was happy to see Simpson, but I wish he, he'd been kept around a bit longer. Um, because just because I, I really like that character. Um, it was fun seeing Malcolm do stuff. And I like that they're expanding his character and they haven't forgotten about, um, you know, his, his being an addict last season. Um the stuff with Jerry was, I didn't mind. I uh, liked her sexy striptease. That was great. Um, uh, yeah, just, it just didn't feel like th this that much to this. Um, so I'm going to give it, I think a, um, because, because they killed Simpson, I'm going to lower my, my rating. So oh. I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 10. <sighs> tingling balls <laughs> <laughs> so that gives this episode an average of uh, 6.9 so quite a bit lower last week it was 8.6 so hopefully it will be better next week I feel like they're setting up stuff yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah it's, it's not like it's, I hated this episode it just no me neither like uh I don't know. It was uh, like like Keith and Angela both said. It's like it was almost like they just put too much into it, and there was just a loss of focus. Yeah, it, but even though they put the ton in, it felt very slight to me mm -hmm. as an episode. Yeah, it was like eh, you know, um, great. So Heath and Angela, thank you for uh, guesting this week. Thanks for having us. We had. Where can people find you? Oh, good. Oh, we live in Montgomery now. <laughs> <laughs> What's the address? Uh, let's see. Now, um, so we are actually we about to actually start recording. Um, oh, April Fool's Day, funnily enough. Um, uh, about to start recording back on the Red Dwarf intro cast. Um, we had thought we would be doing that earlier, but then we moved into a new house, and that's just sort of taken over our entire lives. But so, yeah, we're going to finally catch up on this last season 12 and do that. Yep. Nice. Um, happy happy housewarming. Thank you. Thank you. We've and, planned uh, and, Oh, <laughs> and also happy housewarming to Podcat as well. She loves the house. It's so much fun watching her. Aww. Anyway. Wander around. Oh. No. 
<laughs> it's like, it's all for me? Really? Exactly. She really thinks that, yeah. <laughs> we have a back porch that's screened in that she likes going out there and looking at Aww. the birds. <laughs> and the bunny rabbits. We have bunny rabbits. Oh, We have a, a, about three inches of snow in my mum and dad's back garden at the moment. And my dad said that my, my cat, Luna, who's a black cat, earlier just went and stood in the garden and you couldn't see her legs. She looked like a little <laughs> black cloud floating on a sea of white. <laughs> and she was kind of standing there looking at my dad as if to say, you can't see me, I'm camouflage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 73 degrees here. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we're having like a, we had a big storm last week and we had snow and then it went away and now it's come back to go and here's some more snow okay now i'm really going because apparently it's going to be fine <laughs> from now on it's very weird um awesome uh you will be guesting i hope on luke cage season two so definitely hey excellent Excited for it uh you've got to be here for all the tam jams that will be next <laughs> season that's right <laughs> uh tammy um where can people find you on the uh, wow. what have you been up to lately like today Oh, like today. Um, we are in our final countdown with Tro to X. Exactly. Final countdown and, uh, or end end of our sentence. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, and we just just recorded for the penultimate episode of season two hundred and fifty two of X Files. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so Hopefully we should be done with that uh, in the next week. And then we will be back into Quantum Leap World with Calabici Fashion Cast. I have never missed a show so much. Will, as a listener, also appreciates that. <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh, will, where, uh, what have you been up to lately? And where can people find you? Um, uh, including episodes of Portlandia. <laughs> yes uh we can't find me on grim because they cut my scene but anyway um, <laughs> um i'm not bitter uh, <laughs> uh well matt a and i recorded an episode of spartacast uh yesterday so that'll be released soon uh, we're in season two which was actually the third season they filmed because they had to do a prequel season so and also, the Sensei podcast will be back later this year sometime. I can't wait for Sensei and for Sensei podcast. Yes. <laughs> be fun. Awesome. Uh, right, guys, I better talk about next week. So uh, next week, the episodes we are covering are episodes three and four. Episode three is called AKA Soul Survivor. As her visions intensify, Jessica... Uh, visits an abandoned clinic where she stumbles on a new lead. Jerry faces an ultimatum after her secret gets out. And episode four is AKA God help the hobo between anger management classes and tabloid scandals. Jessica and Trish track down a third patient linked to IGH. Oscar extends an olive branch. Any theories? But is the olive branch is the olive branch that Oscar is extending his penis? Oh. <laughs> Wait, who's Oscar? Oh, the super hot building manager. Yeah, yeah. We we I shall mean, that find is out. Episode four, so <laughs> <laughs> you did say episode four, Tammy. 
No, Angela did. Oh, no, Angela said I'm, I'm not before. claiming yeah. other people's uh, stuff. That's <laughs> <laughs> so theories. Angela predicts OJ sex in Ep 4. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would go a step further with that theory. So they're definitely going to hook up. But mm-hmm. I'm thinking that Oscar might get fridged. I'm thinking his death at the hands of a supervillain later on in the season will serve as a motivator for Jessica to do a thing. He's going to show up, get get killed because of her, and then never be heard heard of or thought of again. Wizard always already. Well, yeah, the wizard sort of already did that. Yeah, the wizard was. But she didn't. But she didn't bang wizard. (laughs) Bang (laughs) wizard. Wizard bang. Wizard bang. And then in season 10, Oscar's son comes back to get revenge. <laughs> I'm still waiting for, for uh, uh, What's-Her-Name's daughter in Kill Bill to... I know, right? Like, I want we'll have that to wait movie. until after he's done his Star Trek movie or whatever he's doing. Aww. Yeah. Keep your grubby hands off Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I like I'd rather see Kill Bill and the things I like about Star Trek are so different that I'm really worried about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Heath and Angela and Podcat, um, you are our guests this week, so any one of you can Excelsiorus out out of here. Excelsiorus out of here. Yeah. There we go. Uh, Excelsior! Alka-Seltzer! <laughs> <laughs> Extracurricular! <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 unported international license that means you can share it you can send it to your friends you just can't make any money off of it you can't change it and you have to link back to us and our site excelsior